Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and after all the seriousness of the last episode and us trying to be very fucking professional and respectful, that shit is going right out the fucking window this week. (laughs) I say that, and it makes it sound like we're going to talk about some dumb fucking movie, like some frat boy movie, like Bachelor Party or something. But we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies. It's a movie that should be on everybody's at least top five. Come on. Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. I was watching this. I started watching it. I got the whole family in the fucking room together. You did? Finally. Jesus, you're a step ahead of me, man. I couldn't get any of my kids to watch it. The credits pop up, and Rachel's like, wait, John Carpenter directed this? Like the Halloween John Carpenter? And I'm like, yeah, his filmography is a little weird. (laughs) It's what's called varied. Yeah, it, it gets, yeah, he, he does a lot of weird shit. Like, there's an action movie, there's a horror movie, there's a whatever the fuck this is, because... This movie this has is an action movie. This is a great action movie. This is <laughs> like such a perfect, fantastic send up of action movies and action tropes. It's it's fantastic. It's well, yeah, it's it's one of those movies. you. It's hard to explain to people because what, what do you say? It's not a kung fu movie. It is. But it's also a sorcery, a swords and sorcery type of movie. There's magic and monsters and action and <laughs> A white protagonist, but also an Asian protagonist, and then another Asian protagonist, and then the bad guy is a Chinese-American guy who shows up in a million other fucking movies, and I can never remember his name. You know, I gotta say, uh, my fear of being perceived as racist stopped me (laughs) from engaging on this one this week. I've been texting back and forth with this this gal. I don't know (laughs) where she's from, and the awful part is I know she's told me, and it's just completely gone out of my mind right now. But she is, she's Asian-American, and uh, really, really cool chick. Her and I have been texting back and forth and i think i like at present we're kind of just friends but you know it's like one of those where i'm not unwilling to see where it goes and i don't think she is either you know if it ends up going that way friends listen to endless love together in the dark (laughs) anyway she's asian american and i wanted to i kind of wanted to be like hey you know as an asian american what's your take on this but i chickened out because i didn't (laughs) want to come off as like not necessarily racist but i guess what uh jordan peele would refer to as racially clumsy i really want to see what her perspective is because being an asian american she's going to have a perspective that i just don't have you know or at least she you know she has many perspectives that i just don't have and this may be one of them but yeah like i i was kind of i watched it twice this week and after the second time, I was like, you know, it's it, it's pretty cool because if you watch it, if, if you pay attention to it, rather, it does have a white protagonist. But at the same time, he is very clearly the fool of the piece. <laughs> and yes. Every one of the Asian characters is sharp, man. They are they have their shit together. They are badasses. They are, you know, like he's he's knocking himself out mid battle and they're pulling off these fucking amazing kung fu moves, you know, and sword fighting and kicking ass left and right. 
even the dude even the gunslinger dude was a fucking badass who, who honestly should have been comical but i was like god damn oh the the, the, <laughs> the bald guy yeah the bald guy with the two six shooters and the bandoliers i was like fuck you know what we we can skip right to that because that is one of my favorite fight scenes in movie history honestly <laughs> i have i've loved this movie since i was a little kid so have it, i it's 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 a weird, dumb, fucking awesome movie, <laughs> which is how I describe most of my favorite things. Weird, <laughs> dumb, and awesome. But e- even my kids were like, wait, what's going on? What's happening? Who are these people? I'm like, you just need to sit down, shut up, and watch. <laughs> just let it happen. Just let this movie wash over you like an experience, because that's what it is. It is, yeah. Especially that scene where they, they pull into the alley and... Kurt Russell's like, hey, lady cutting the head off of a chicken or some shit. Have you seen? She's like, no, fuck off, man. I'm going to go in here. And I don't, I can't tell. She just tell. turns around. Not even a word. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't she say like, anything. turns around and walks out. I can't tell if she's like, fuck you, whitey, or uh, why are, dude, I don't talk to strangers or what like her reasoning was. It seems but. to me like her reasoning was, you're asking around about shit you shouldn't be asking about, and I'm not going to get killed for telling you or even having been seen with you that's probably accurate because it it, it, all right to clarify for the listeners who haven't watched the movie as many times as we have at this point in the story uh wang who is kurt russell's asian friend asian american friend excuse me because he is he's a full-on american i mean he literally has a scene where he's like the stars and stripes and the colors these colors don't run and (laughs) to the colors that never run yeah (laughs) (laughs) got a big old patriot boner here from wang but no like he again you know like it's kind of cool like he's he's super chinese but he's super american you know like it's a it's a really interesting dynamic and i would be very curious to get uh to get an Asian American's perspective on it, see what they see what they thought about it. The only issue is China and the Philippines are two different places. I know that. <laughs> I understand that. I get that. But at the same time, at the same time, I also know uh, from listening to Ken Jong, who obviously is the uh, the representative of all Asian Americans in the media, that uh, you know people can be very specifically uh, Asian Americans can be very conscious of what other Asian Americans are doing and how they're represented even if they're not from the exact same subgroup as they happen to be from okay fair enough fair enough i'll i'll give you that (laughs) so i i mean i guess i guess you do skip a lot of the story just jumping right into that fight scene so we should probably set it up a little bit more (laughs) so yeah so yeah so anyway wang wang has his girlfriend flying in from china and as they as they're going to the airport to pick her up she gets kidnapped by uh the oh, lords of death lords of death okay a, a uh chinese street gang who and she's apparently kidnapped for human trafficking which by the way you know good on john carpenter for calling attention to human trafficking back when it was not the uh hot button issue that it is today but at the same time kind of just goes away doesn't get addressed much larger than that like once they rescue that little group <laughs> right, of people right. who had been kidnapped is like okay we solved human trafficking <laughs> let's move on nobody addresses the fact that there's like apparently a prevalent subculture of human traffickers in san francisco who are just kidnapping women to sell as sex slaves nobody seems concerned about the broader implications of that not that that's what this movie was about so you know well yeah in fairness he really just wants his truck and his money yeah (laughs) that's that's all jack burton wants is his he wants his damn money and his damn truck back (laughs) 
and he is John waning his way through this whole thing. It's awesome. And he really is. I mean, he he is absolutely. I think I think that's why he was written this way, you know, is to sort of take that John Wayne myth down a peg. So like he, yeah. he took John Wayne and basically made him a buffoon throughout the entire movie. Yes, and it's it's lovely. It's Kurt, pretty glorious. Kurt Russell is one of those guys that I don't give enough credit to, I don't think. Like, I've never seen a movie with him in it and gone like, well, fuck this guy. Because <laughs> I like Kurt Russell, but I don't I don't, don't seek him out, you know? Like, I was really I, excited when he was in Guardians 2. I really enjoyed that. I don't know, but I, but I should. I should watch more of his movies. I do seek Kurt Russell out, but I was really disappointed by the movie Dark Blue. If I don't know if you even remember this. This was probably back in like 03 or something. Oh, geez. Nothing was good back then, really, so I kind of give him a pass. No, the awful thing is, is it probably wasn't a bad movie. It was probably a pretty good movie. It's just that it was so not what I expected it to be. <laughs> I expected him to be... Basically, I was looking for him to be like this yeah it was o2 this you know badass detective character and i mean he he was a bat you know he was a dirty cop basically but i kind of wanted more than anything i wanted denzel in training day and i didn't get that you know like that's kind of what i was looking for is like a badass bad cop and he wasn't a badass bad cop he was just a bad cop you know like just a dirty cop he played it really well it's not like he didn't play it well it's just i knew what i wanted i had just come off of training day you know and i knew what i wanted out of a bad cop movie and i didn't get it also didn't help that the good cop was the guy from underworld the pretty boy scott speedman i don't know if that's his name but probably yeah that's you know how i know that i have it on imdb right now i would not fucking remember who scott speedman is because <laughs> i don't really like underworld i liked it at the time <laughs> but it uh it has not aged well it's kind of like evanescence which you look back and be like this is fucking boring yeah yeah who? But I loved it at yeah. the time. Let's get back to this scene. So we've covered that the girls got kidnapped for human trafficking. Gracie Laws there, played by Kim Cattrall from Sex and the City, of course. <laughs> and by the way, Kim Cattrall has never been hotter than in this movie. In no, absolutely not. She, yeah, th and this was an early, this was early in her career. She was wearing fucking weird '80s contacts the whole time because her eyes are not really green. No, they're not. But what a. What a fucking trooper doing that shit. And her eyes, apparently, I just learned this today, they did not take well to those contacts, so they had to have her have them in for like 15 minutes before shooting so her eyes could adjust. Really? Yeah, what a bummer. But she she did good. Those 80s contacts were not good. Con they were, oh, I can they were pretty rough. I, I remember my dad used contacts back then, and he had this story about one night he <laughs> had forgotten to take his contacts oh, out. Oh, no. And when he woke up, he couldn't open his eyes on his own. Yeah, I've heard that. I e, That sounds unpleasant. Gracie Law is a very interesting character. The, both her and the uh, the reporter, whose name always escapes me. Her name is Margot something. But it was funny because Rachel's like, wait, so she's a lawyer and her name is Gracie Law? What what about her? I'm like, <laughs> she's a reporter. What, what did I say? I said, her name is Margot Margo Newsy or something. And she, she believed me for a second. See what I... What I was thinking is like, yeah, we've got Gracie Law and Janet Byline. But yeah, she, it's, I can't remember her fucking last name. Neither can I. Uh, anyway, <laughs> those two give the most hilarious exposition dumps. I mean. Dude. I they are fantastic. <laughs> they are just, <laughs> and they're clearly crafted to be as absurd as possible. The most dangerous den of madman in Chinatown? Yeah. A man so reclusive that no one has seen him in 20 years? <laughs> 
That's her whole job. <laughs> Be hot and tell us things. Oh, and also also talk shit to Jack because he kind of needs it. Yes. Jumping way ahead, I do like the fact that they ended it the way they did. Although part of me feels like they ended it that way because they because Carpenter wanted to do a sequel. Maybe. I don't have any verification on that. That's just the way I that's just the vibe I get. But I like that Jack didn't kiss her on the way out or that they didn't run away together. That he just kinda, you know, like rode off into the sunset. Well yeah, Margo's like, like are you even gonna kiss her goodbye? And he just nope. Nah, I don't awesome. think I will. <laughs> he doesn't even he just says nope. Does Is he say it? Does yeah. he say I don't I, think I, I will? I don't remember. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I only watched it twice. I know, me too, right? <laughs> I've only seen this a thousand times since I was a kid. I, I only watched it like every weekend when I was a kid. How do I not well, remember one line from it? Every time it would come on HBO anyway. Yep, I, I had a tape, a VHS tape that my grandma, my grandpa made. I don't remember what else was on that specific one, but I always watched Big Trouble in Little China. This is one of those ones that I wanted on VHS, but I never had on VHS. Yeah, I found uh, a DVD at a pawn shop. So I had to pick it up, and then then I found the Blu-ray at Walmart for $5, and then Shout Factory's like, hey, we're having a discount this week. You can get this thing that we just released, which was the Big Trouble in Little China Steelbook, and it was very expensive, but it's really pretty, so I'm okay with it. I actually uh, went to went to Walmart yesterday specifically because uh, last weekend I was up there with my daughter and I saw that they had the Shout Factory Blu-ray really? for 15 bucks. Wow. And it wasn't it's not the Steelbook. It's just the regular Blu-ray, but I was like, you know what? My copy is pretty bare bones. Yeah. Um, it's just like the DVD. Something I need to do, which is what I did. And now I got that Shout Factory Blu-ray and it is sweet. It's 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 pretty nice. I love I love Steelbooks. They're so pretty. Let's jump back into it. We got to let's let's get on track we're we're gotta gotta be serious here we're gonna be famous we gotta so we're in the fucking alley right oh uh also there's there's a whole big scene before they get into the alley where they're actually fucking chasing these the the lords of death down through chinatown and we meet egg shen for the first time and he's driving his bus and then he freaks the fuck out because jack almost kills him with his big truck yeah you know so like no reason <laughs> victor wong is fucking awesome by the way i love that guy he absolutely kills it in this movie he is definitely and and that's saying something because kurt russell is just fantastic in this movie as well i like the guy who plays wang but he's he's just a he's just a real great straight man like he's a great straight man to kurt russell's ridiculous jack burton but egg is just over the top and wonderful i love him he is ridiculous but he's also the one who knows shit so it's okay yeah he's he's like an eccentric he's a yoda he's an eccentric wise right. man <laughs> and he he's got that eye that eyes bugged me since i was a little kid because <laughs> he's also in in uh in all the three ninjas movies so you see i've seen that eye forever oh you see i never watched the three ninjas that was a little too young for me oh we'll get there man we'll do it you'll hate it but it'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> so jack and wang <laughs> Wang knows a place where the uh, where the Lords of Death keep their. There's a good chance, anyway, that the Lords of Death keep their uh, uh, kidnapped girls at a certain place. What do, what do you call it? The uh, White Tiger or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so they decide they're going to go there, and they're rushing down side streets in Chinatown and almost kill Egg, and then <laughs> they end up in this. Uh, they end up in this alley, and that's that's why they're there is because they're looking for Wang's girl friend uh what's her name again mao yin mao yin that's it they're looking for his girlfriend mao yin who is uh, who is fresh off the 
fresh off the plane and has already been kidnapped and sold into sexual slavery. As happens in San Francisco? Yeah, that, that that's a thing over there. Apparently, it's a thing that happens at the airport. Like, they don't even let them get Dude, to the Dude, I know. They just I, that's bust a out thing. weapons like, all right. at baggage claim. Hey, man, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. It's fine. And, of course, Wang's got this little soliloquy about it. I don't know, Jack. Why can't you walk down the streets at night? Why can't you, <laughs> you know, drive through certain neighborhoods? I'm like, geez, Carpenter, let's stop the preaching, goddammit. <laughs> let's get to the weird shit. Come on. He's a little heavy-handed with the social commentary. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're in this alley, and nothing's really going on and they're just kind of like well what the fuck and then that something these these guys come around the corner and they're carrying a casket and i can never remember who this guy was who they're having a funeral for he's like he, he's one of the bosses of their group which i can't remember the I, name of the group did i write it down the cha 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 no the wing the wing kong there we go the fighting tong they're the they're the good guys okay and the so yeah those guys it's one it's one of their bosses or leaders at any rate and then silently like ninjas only ninjas are japanese so whatever and so i wrote in my notes in in this scene we see a hundred asian actors that you've seen in a thousand different movies <laughs> that's true they're all there any asian actor that you saw in the 1980s is in this scene yes that that guy with the with the beard and then and the gunslinger guy they're both in a ton of fucking movies all yes, through the are. 80s and the 90s and then the three storms show up and it and at least two of those guys are in tons of shit too yeah, it's nuts. It's awesome. And, and they, then and then uh, they open fire on this funeral because they're the bad guys and they're called the wing the wing kong because the wing kong are the bad guys and this is this is before the three storms show up i should this clarify is, yeah, that right before the, the, the three storms show up that the three storms like the fight scene starts like oh <laughs> this is where this is where the kids the bad guys shoot everybody and then before that happens Go. jack goes do these sing dings have enemies and he's like the wing the wing chung or whatever and he's and he's like yeah do they wear red turbans wing kong. <laughs> wing kong the wing kong are the bad guys the chang sing chang sing i think is oh the good that's guys. right that's right that's right and the sing dings because jack is an idiot <laughs> yes <laughs> and yeah so they show up they they open fire specifically the gunslinger guy starts shooting them and he comes out like a gunslinger yes too. he comes out with he has the bandolier the and ready. shit it's awesome but he doesn't open it the other guy opens it the guy who busts out the uh chicago typewriter as they're called in resident <laughs> evil the uh he, he's got an old style like jimmy cagney machine gun with the with the big circular magazine on it Yes. See, this movie is fucking ridiculous. And that's oh, why this is my favorite fight insane. scene ever. It's like it's like they open fire, everybody's like, Oh shit, we're all gonna die, but then then the Chang Sings jump out and do their weird little finger motion thing with their weird sticks. And proceed to kick wholesale ass. I think I think the fight's pretty even for the most part. No, they're winning. Well they're winning. Oh yeah. Jack even he says, says those guys were winning. But yep. the three storms come in and fuck up everything and they start just killing everybody because they don't now, give a shit. part of me wants to clarify who the three storms are for yes. the listener, but yes. that would not be in the spirit of this movie. In the spirit of this movie, you should be as confused as possible about what the fuck is going on <laughs> because they are not explained to us. They just appear out of nowhere like three gods. And, just yep. one of them, the two of them, excuse me, even fall from heaven. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> one have... One of them riding a bolt of lightning. 
which very clearly is the basis for Raiden. Actually, my Kombat. understanding is all three of them were the basis for Raiden. Okay. And yeah. then yeah. Uh, David Lopan was the basis for Shang Tsung in oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat. That I can definitely see. I didn't even think about that. But yes, yes, you are right. But the three storms, there's rain, thunder, and lightning. And yes, you, you that's not really, it's I think, not really see, clarified, I th- really. I think the first guy was not thunder i think he was wind no it, he, it, it's credited as called, rain no 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 the second guy was rain well it, either the way there's, ra- there's rain thunder and lightning i'm not fucking i don't remember which fucking oh oh order he is credited in. as thunder then it's yeah it's rain thunder and lightning yep the, okay, okay thunder thunder is the guy who blows up at the end yeah yeah see like that's why i was thinking he was wind you know because me too like Like, full of hot air and shit just like blow himself up with air and uh and it ends up uh turning on him after after david lopan dies but let's not no spoilers this (laughs) this is not a spoilers podcast never has been yeah never uh i always thought that the wind like the the guy who is rain i think was wind because he's the only one that like gets all whooshy you know when he's like doing stuff it's all whoosh 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 he's the only one that gets that that's that's fair but then he he also always is accompanied by rain when he shows up so that i guess that's true either way they're fucking awesome and a little creepy and you don't know what's going on but you're right he is the whooshiest of them all (laughs) there's no better way to push to put that he's just whooshy but suffice to say him and thunder are definitely have been in a lot of other things i know i've seen them many places the other guy i feel like i've seen him other places too the guy who played lightning but he he didn't have as distinctive a face as those two do those two have faces that you're like oh that guy yeah yeah they're they're kind of all over the place. Ooh, we also so I'm gonna I'm gonna low pan. God damn it! His name is James Hong. He's an actor who's one of those guys. You know his voice. He's been in a million He's different been things. In fucking everything. He he is the he is the absolute most Asian guy you've seen in everything that had an Asian guy in it in the '80s of everybody in this movie, and that's really saying something. You know where he was born though? You'll never guess. Maui, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> And okay, you went the other way on me, but I was on the right track. <laughs> he is he is so homebred American that he went to the fucking University of Minnesota. <laughs> Him and Prince and Kirby Puckett, the only people of color in Minnesota. <laughs> He eventually graduated from the University of South Southern California and practiced for one and a half years as a road engineer with the county of Los Angeles. What the fuck? He took sick leave and vacation time to do films. Really? Good Lord. Okay. He did movies in his spare time (laughs) and he's that ubiquitous? Uh, Yeah. Hong is one of the most (laughs) prolific and well-recognized Asian American character actors of movies and television. He is still alive. He was born in 1920 fucking nine, this guy. God damn. He's 91 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, he was Mr. Ping and Kung Fu Panda. He is all over the damn place. He's in Ninja three. He's the definition of a character actor. Wherever he goes, he, he, he brings this level to a, to a role that even in, even though he's in a lot of shitty movies, you know, like Ninja three, the domination, for example, right. He still, you know, he brings that performance, that, that those decades of experience and 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 subtlety, and I just, I the guy's fantastic. Holy shit! But this this is definitely his most iconic role in my eyes. This guy, he has four hundred and forty acting credits. He went off and directed a couple movies. He directed a horror movie because everybody not David Lopan, but. 
what's his name again? Is it James? James Hong. James Hong. That's it. Dead, yeah, James Hong. He directed a horror movie called The Vineyard, and it came out in 1989. Uh, World-famous winemaker Elson Poe invites several actors to his estate to audition for a movie he's financing. Little did they know there is there is no movie, and Poe hides a deadly secret. Looks like it stars a porn star. So it's probably right up my alley. The it's Vineyard, huh? The Vineyard. Yeah, we should definitely try and check that out. Anyways, Lopan shows up. That's on Netflix. <laughs> Lopan shows up and you don't know exactly what happens. He's just this tall fucking weirdo in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. And Jack drives his truck. Oh, before we before we actually see Lopan though, we see the three storms and they're like right in front of him and he's like I'm just going to I'm just going to drive through him. It's fine. But they all move out of the way and flip over the truck and stuff and it's really cool and they're all whooshy it's fun and then lopan comes out of nowhere and and wang is like oh fuck it's lopan just go just go just go he gets he gets hit by the truck but i think that's like a jack thing like well i here's the thing i think that initially they intended to do it where the truck just dissolves right through him you know like they do in the later scenes where he's passing through the walls yes but i'm thinking maybe their special effects budget ran out so they just have him drive over a <laughs> like a like a, a a very convincing mind you uh stuffed dummy yeah just whack whacks <laughs> right into the grill there's some impact but then you <laughs> it cuts to the back of the truck and he's like what the hell and low pans just he doesn't even get up he just kind of he's just there walking yeah, he's just through up. the truck behind the truck yeah he's like what the hell is that and then what then what happens oh he can't drive the truck anymore so they have to get out right no uh Lopan starts like doing the eye glowy thing and blinds Jack and then Wang shows up grabs Jack and drags him out of the alley and into another alley where he proceeds to throw San Francisco alley puddle <laughs> water straight into Jack's eyes which somehow helps him not <laughs> yeah. be blind anymore <laughs> I'm like, all righty. Maybe it's some kind of weird miracle cure that we just all don't know about. Well, I mean, you can you can argue that everything in Chinatown in this universe is magic. That's true. In this particular universe is Chinatown. Everything appears <laughs> to be magic. So before they actually finally escape and get the fuck out of there, we run into the Lords of Death again. And I always thought the scene was kind of creepy and a little a little weird. Uh, you know, they're like, hey, Wang Chi. Blah, and they're like, he knows they know your name, man. He's like, that's not good. And then they run again and then of course and then they hide in this like basement oh yeah thing. yeah yeah they hide in the basement and then they almost get the shit kicked out of them because one of the chang sing is one of the chang sings is hanging out in there yep. but they all escape because of course they do and there's an interesting transition there where i think what probably happened is i think they had like multiple multiple costume changes or something and in the basement scene jack has this uh i don't know if it's like a long sleeve shirt or a light jacket on and then in the next scene he doesn't have it on and so for the transition they have them crawling through these like uh uh very illogical passages if you think about it (laughs) like why would someone have this passage accessing their basement you know like it's just this open big open passage that these guys can crawl through into this basement and in the middle of the passage he peels off his jacket jacket in the most uncomfortable and unnatural way possible <laughs> he does yes and then like, in the right. next scene he doesn't have the jacket on is he is he still like <laughs> is he crawling with the knife in his mouth already i don't know if he's crawling with the knife in his mouth already but there's plenty of that that goes on later and in a sewer no yeah. less why jack why that's what i have to say so that that seems that seems good they do escape 
and they make it to Wang Chi has a restaurant. They they get to the restaurant. And I think it's called the Blackpool Dragon. Something like that, right? Yeah, I I forgot to write that down because you know I'm I'm professional. God damn it! Of course, Gracie Law is there because she has to. She shows up and looks like an old fucking woman. I guess Jack finds out from Eddie that his truck got stolen and shit, and he's trying to. We we should clarify. Yeah. Eddie is Eddie. the Maitre D yes. at the Blackpool Dragon. So Eddie <laughs> informs Jack about what happened to his truck that the uh, that the Lord. Lords of Death uh, stole it and are uh, I don't know if they're going to sell it or what the case is. Anyway, suffice to say they've got it. And then Gracie Law shows up out of nowhere with no explanation, by the way. Uh, her her big explanation is you know I'm always sticking my nose where it doesn't belong. And do she's just great. She just shows up, like you said, like all hooded up like she's an old woman and then reveals herself as Gracie Law. And she even says, it's me, Gracie Law. And then we proceed to get a little information dump about the white tiger which is apparently where all these sex trafficked women are being held and all throughout all throughout it jack is having a conversation with his insurance carrier on the phone and uh and then it's right back into the action we're outside the white tiger and jack is gonna go in as uh as a sex tourist oh yeah okay so i that that was my next note so they decide to do that thing and i said that dorky kurt russell is one of my favorite things ever because wow (laughs) You gotta, you gotta look dumb. He does. <laughs> Henry Swanson's my name, and excitement's my game. <laughs> Henry Swanson. He really needs a girl with green eyes. He's very interested in the girl with green eyes. And apparently, Chinese girls do not come with green eyes. But that other madam hears him, and she has to go check on the girl with the green eyes, who she's got hiding in a secret slave room in the back of the establishment doesn't everybody that never pays off her checking on that girl never pays off that is, that is one uh, writing shortcoming I will I, I, I have to call out about this movie well I think it never pays off because before the scene's over fucking the three storms show up and kidnap her yeah but what was their end game with that like okay he gets her to go check on her and then what he uh, didn't follow her she is special I don't know <laughs> So the next thing you know, he's in the room with one of these one of these sex slaves, and uh, he's chatting her up and trying to extract some information out of her about uh, what goes on at this place. And then the three storms show up, and shit goes down, and they oh, literally and, blow the roof off the place. And one of my one of the best bits of acting from him in the in the entire movie is where he lifts up the guy's. <laughs> it's rain i think he lifts up his hat and punches him in the face twice and then just kind of smirks at him and nods and then gets gets his block knocked off a little bit (laughs) it's great gives it gives it gives him what could only be described as a shit-eating grin (laughs) like he knows he's in trouble like that's the definition of the (laughs) shit-eating grin like well time to eat shit (laughs) and then boom on his ass and it's beautiful through the air by the way ass over tea kettle like straight up and down on his on his back and they steal malian because they're mean because lopan wants them to and apparently lopan's got the three storms at his command how did he wrangle that shit because he has to appease a demon and he's a fancy magician sorcerer guy and blah 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 fucking let's say they end up back at the restaurant right no no they don't no they don't they end up at gracie's office with Margot 
because we also meet Margo. And that's where we get the thing about, oh, I, I know where they took her, where they're going, you know, this, the Wing Kong exchange or some shit. Yeah, and, and basically he get they get the idea to buy her back, but then it turns out that they're not going to be able to afford to buy her back. Wang's girlfriend, they're, they're, they're thinking of buying Wang's girlfriend back. Yes. They can't afford to buy her back because she's got the green eyes, so they decide they're going to go in and they're going to... Uh, they're going to rescue her when they're explaining this that's where we get the the exposition of the most dangerous den of madman in chinatown <laughs> yes my favorite right when they walk in they're acting like they're from the phone company right so kurt russell he has a fucking phone in his hand like is that a so thing he must be from the phone company was that a joke <laughs> or did they have to carry a phone like that i i think phone employees back in those days they had a type of phone but it was it was not not. like a full (laughs) telephone setup it was like a thing that they could plug into the line to test it but it was just i think it was just a receiver my aunt actually worked for the phone company back in the 80s and 90s and she yeah she they they had this like big phone handset but that's all it was it was just the handset with a wire that they could plug in and test the phone line it wasn't one of those old ugly beige bulky (laughs) telephones not an old rotary phone but he he just walks in with one just like hey boy i tell you rain like this sure makes me <laughs> glad i don't know what the fuck he says at that point but you know banter and then he just walks right on by the security guards i just gotta find the main junction box probably back here we'll go get it don't don't get up boys don't get up <laughs> hey it worked it did they bullshitted their way right into a trap. And then I like all the all the Chinese hell jokes. Like the Chinese have a <laughs> lot of hells. Like he's like, what does this say? Because they find they find a door with Chinese writing on it. And Jack's like, what does this say? And he's like, this says hell of boiling oil. Like really? Like no, I'm just kidding. It says keep out. Oh. There are a lot of hells referenced in the uh, in the course of the movie. Yes, there is one part where I I was I had the subtitles on and it's where they have. Uh, Wang has Eddie and he's gonna shoot him and he's like I'm gonna send him to the hell of the oily dragon that that's what the subtitle said but it always sounded to me that like he said he's going to send him to the hell of the horny dragon I feel like he said hell of horny dragon too because that's what I watched it twice and both times I was sure he said horny dragon maybe it was like a tv edit or something could be and they but, threw it in there but yeah he definitely says horny dragon <laughs> okay okay good good uh so we do that and then the fucking elevator this elevator okay so i have a i have a thing like there's drowning scenes in movies really freak me out same especially back in the 80s Ooh. oh man in 1984 i watched the movie <laughs> the warrior and the sorceress in the the at no excuse me at a drive-in i was way too fucking young i was five years old <laughs> this movie is nothing but tits and blood (laughs) the best kinds of movies and in it there's a scene where they drown this girl for something amusing to watch and Mm. that shit fucked me up ever since then i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't handle drownings i i I couldn't handle on-screen drownings and so this elevator starts (laughs) filling up with water i'm like no 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 it stresses me out so so fucking fucking weird i don't like it i don't like it at all of course watching it as an adult all i could think is wait a minute you were just about to go out that hatch why don't you just go out the hatch 
I did it lock or something? I don't even know. The window behind them locked. I guess maybe the implication is that the hatch locked, but they didn't show it. I feel like they should have shown it. Yes. Yeah, probably. Probably. They swim out and they're in this room full of people drowned upside down, like their necks yes. are tied to chains. The hell of the upside down sinners, which the is That's right. Hell later. of the upside down sinners is what they called it. That's right. And so they swim up to the top of that. So apparently it wasn't the panic situation I initially believed it to be because the surface is just right there and they just swam up to it but who's waiting for him up there but rain and next thing we know he's got wang tied in a wheelchair and he's throwing balls at jack there is so much to unpack for a 12 year old in this movie yes thank you thank you i i skipped that whole part with my notes for some reason and i ju- i went right from the flooding elevator to wang chi kicking ass no so he's throw he's he's not throwing them he's picking up these balls lifting them like levitating them into the air and then firing them at jack at high speed right into his guts and he just does this for a minute and then leaves them tied up in uh in wheelchairs to go uh take care of other nefarious business yes um and then they sort of have a little escape moment because jack's got his knife hidden in his boot and he's able to get to it cut himself and wang free but they hear someone coming like they initially think that they're trapped inside this chamber and they're just gonna die in there but they hear someone coming so they get back in the wheelchairs they cover they cover their eyes like they're still tied up and in walks thunder uh, thunder who is the biggest dude like he's so fucking huge (laughs) could you imagine getting in a fight with that dude forget the fact that he's a martial artist even if he wasn't a martial (laughs) artist just looking at that guy is like what could you do to him he's huge he's like a wall of human flesh ask jack because he jumps on his back and says i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you or whatever and then of course he's just like nope then he knocks him down and he's like nope and then he jumps on his back again and said let's try that again like a fucking idiot (laughs) this guy is so dumb it's awesome thunder brings eddie into the room with him oh that's That's right that's right that's right so so yeah so like that's my thinking is this dude is a wall of flesh and jack just (laughs) jumps off up on him like a little like a little organ grinders monkey onto his shoulder oh that's right because to his throat the guys met uh low pan in his wheelchair form at this point right and then that they he sees gracie and margo and eddie on the fucking on on the screen and that's why he's like this pisses me off to no end ah and it's really funny and weird and that old man makeup is creepy as fuck by the way i forgot all about that the transition between those two scenes yes, so yeah yes. so, so there's the scene where rain is torturing jack then they take them to low pan and they have the whole introduction to low pan scene fuck i totally right we, we totally missed that part shit some key elements here and james hong is turning in such a great performance as low pan oh dude and it's, scene, he's fucking awesome he's great like i don't know he, he's done so many movies like it's hard to he's always he's that guy that you see and you're like oh i know him i know him yes you might not know his name but you know him everybody knows him the second time they're in that room is when they fucking attack when they cut themselves out and shit and right right yeah so they take him after after david they they meet david lopan who's just this frail little old man and and jack pulls out some truly hilarious one-liners i love it <laughs> but lopan holds his own he is just as funny as jack is for right now i'm annoyed because i can't remember any of the one-liners so i'm a fucking like something about a psycho ward whichever comes first huh you can go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave indeed 
proper check into a psycho ward, whichever comes first, huh? Jack, will you... Jack, what? I'm supposed to buy this shit? 2,000 years and he can't find one broad to fit the bill? Come on, Dave, you must be doing something seriously wrong. There have been others, to be sure. There are always others, are there not? You seem to be one who know the difficulties between men and women, how seldom it works out. Yet, we all keep trying like fools. <laughs> yeah, oh God, I, the trouble is, is there's like, there's, that's the great thing about these scenes is it's not just a one-liner. If it was just, it, so I guess, you know, we're saying it wrong. It's not a one-liner that gets delivered. It's a wonderful retort. Jack <laughs> has some great retorts to Lopan's line, but then Lopan has some great retorts to Jack's lines too. Yeah, Jack is just an asshole. <laughs> he's just kind of a dummy, and it's fun to listen to him think he's really badass when through the whole movie he does fucking <laughs> nothing. Like, he tries, and he he's bold and brave about it, but he fails every no, time. No, no, no. No, here's the thing about Jack, and and they set it up from like his first one of his first lines and then his first scene with wang yeah. jack has incredible reflexes yes yep and that comes but into play they're the only thing that save him the truth is if if he was left to his own devices mentally or <laughs> physically he's not a skillful man you know but he's got great reflexes and they save him <laughs> they, every great thing he does in the entirety of this movie is done without him thinking about it because <laughs> really? because and, and i think that's i think that's the great commentary on jack as a character is if his brain has to get involved he's a dead man <laughs> but if he can do something without engaging his brain he comes out on top yeah see we've already been going for an hour and we are barely through this thing yet this movie is so <laughs> dense like you said it starts and then you get like three minutes of nothing and then it just goes and goes and goes and goes until it's over. Well, you get three minutes of character building is what it is. You're getting well, to know Jack's nothing, character. They're setting the scene. We meet Egg for the first time and then Jack and Wang meet. And now and, and as soon as Jack and Wang meet, boom, you're off to the races. So I guess, that, okay, the, the wheelchair thing. Real quick before we move on, this always freaked me out. It was always kind of a weird <laughs> scene to me. The thing where he's, he's on Thunder's back the second time and Thunder like puffs up his chest and we see that magic thing that makes you think like yeah he's wind right because he's full of hot air and shit exactly and he knocks jack off and jack falls into the wheelchair and then he's rolling down this down this hill and he knocks out some security guards or whatever and it is a large incline that he falls yes. down like and it's then, not sure it's a fucking ski jump he's he gets stopped at this like sewer hole thing it's a well it's a well in the middle of the fucking building. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then he has probably to, used for dumping people into if we're being honest. I mean, probably just like that, too. He very dramatically gets out of the wheelchair when I'm pretty sure he could have just stood up and walked away. But yeah, I mean, they you know, they there's a tension to the whole thing. And honestly, <laughs> when he just about goes over the edge of the thing, when he first stops himself and he just barely because the wheels catch on the edge of the well and he's about to go over and he grabs the wheels and stops the chair from kicking him out. That's such a tense moment that when he rolls it forward and then gets out, you still <laughs> feel the tension. And so does he. So and he, consequently, yeah. you know, uh, that initial watching anyway, you don't really think about how silly it is that he gets out of the wheelchair that way because it is silly <laughs> this is where eddie comes in with the guns they're trading guns <laughs> the gun exchange is great yes and it, it's just this quick little it's a quick little fun gag where 
they're they're trading weapons until Eddie gets the little the little six shooter. Wang has like a shotgun, and Jack gets the Uzi thing, which he uses fucking once. Like he tries. Then again, he does save all the all the women with it. He shoots the locks and stuff. He uses it three times. He uses it to shoot the locks. He uses it in that one initial fight where he. <laughs> it's jammed and then he unjams it and boom 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 like i said reflexes and then he, all about the reflexes then he, it's like is that the first Kills. time you ever plug somebody it's like of course not when really he's not he's like yes <laughs> yeah and he's like really freaked out about it. and then he uses it later on he um oh no that's right he never does get a shot in no he just uses it to brain himself <laughs> Well, oh yeah, yeah, and then and, and then thunder shatters it with his fist. But in the in this same fight, where, where right after the gun thing, where Wang is kicking ass, we get some lady villains, which are awesome. John Carpenter wasn't afraid for them to get their asses kicked or whatever, and that's the hell of the horny dragon line and all that shit. And kick ass. Those yeah. those lady villains come out swinging. And I don't know by the skin of their teeth. I have no idea how Eddie killed. made it past those girls. But my favorite part Eddie is Eddie should have been dead for sure. Yes. Oh, absolutely. My favorite part though is when Jack has to hide behind whatever it is because he's trying to get ready to fight but Wang Chi's kicking ass everybody's down and he jumps out and he's like ah so like like I said he's brave and like ready but he can never quite get it right yeah. unless it's by yeah. accident at that point he's planning he thinks about what he needs to do <laughs> so he ducks behind the thing to get himself ready gets himself all ready pulls his knife out and of his boot and everything and then jumps out and the battle's over it's beautiful <laughs> and then he they, they save all the women and shit and, and then just as they're on their way out of this building of course gracie has to get taken by this creepy awesome looking monster who was the stuff of my nightmares for many years after seeing this movie the first time Do, read the first issue of the comic book you'll you'll see i know i know i've read the first issue of the comic book and it, it honestly it pissed me off <laughs> they name like, him pete <laughs> you can't, you can't just retcon that shit come on but it turns out uh in the comic book canon anyway if you accept that i personally don't he's actually a big a, a a big cuddle bear he was connected to lopan and since jack killed lopan he his, his allegiance is transferred to jack <laughs> which i think is a pretty good explanation it's it's all right. it is it, it is it, it it's a valid explanation it's just the fact that that they basically you know like made him a good guy i was like yeah, yeah. what i've spent too many i've invested <laughs> too many sleepless nights in him being a terrifying monster for him to suddenly be the good guy they escape the the bus and they escape in egg's bus egg shows up yay uh he's yeah, back uh egg didn't egg bring um uh gracie and i don't know janet Dude. whatever the fuck her name is margo i margo don't know did he shit probably or maybe they maybe they just recruited him yeah we don't know he's cool yet well we met egg well yeah we know we know he's like fun and weird yeah like well oh yeah, no because like, he's no he's, there was this yeah. there was a whole scene where he was like reading yeah that's right uh wang's dad's fortune or something that's or whoever right. the fuck that old guy is who's always hanging out with wang i uncle. just assume it's his dad it's his uncle is it yeah Oh, that's right. Okay, so they so they must have explained that at some point. Yeah, and it's just oblivious. So there's too fucking much going on in this movie. Sometimes. Yeah, this is also <laughs> sort of a horror movie, and there's little bits of things that really What's freak a, me out. It's a John Carpenter movie. So yeah, there's yeah, it's all over the place. It's a horror western kung fu movie with magic fantasy. In it. That Mao Yin thing where she's just floating there, all lifeless, and Lo Pan is like hanging out over her and like trying to touch her, but his hands are going through. It's so creepy. It is unsettling, and it's supposed to be. It's the first time we really get a, a what would you call it, a, a glimpse into Lopan's character. Yes, and he's, what is his, 
Ching Tai or something is the demon that he has to appease to become human again. Something like that. Yeah, because he's like, he's trapped in that old man body when he's human. They bust out all the sex slaves except for Wang's girlfriend. Yeah, of because course. Because she's not with him. And then they get out, but Gracie gets kidnapped by the nightmare monster. Take it away. And then they have that weird scene where, you know, of course, of course, they're all talking about getting ready to go down there and kick ass but we get a scene where it's like this weird ritual where the three storms are doing all their moves with their weapons and shit and oh yeah that's like the that's like the trial of uh yeah well no we 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 get the scene where lopan introduces himself to gracie oh right right uh well he doesn't properly introduce himself because she doesn't throughout that entire conversation she keeps saying where's lopan and he's just being creepy and like touching her boobs and stuff <laughs> very fucking creepy <laughs> oh god he's so creepy that's right that's right i forgot about that god it's so weird and then she tries to bite his hands and shit and then they knock her ass out and whatever and basically lopan decides he's gonna marry them both only after that that weird ritual scene where they tamed the burning blade no wait oh survived yeah, the right. burning blade and tamed the savage heart whatever the hell that means embraced the burning blade embraced right right yeah so like there's this whole ritual sequence and isn't it intercut with them gearing up is it intercut with a gear up scene i can't remember god i don't know there's this whole (laughs) there's this whole sequence where they go to egg's place which basically looks like the ghostbusters firehouse it does it looks exactly like it and they're like and jack's like well you don't look that rich what the fuck and then wang's like you know the stuff in this bottle in these bottles is priceless Uh, to western eyes he says he looks poor to western eyes like but you're from uh, san francisco what the fuck but he owns this huge huge fucking building in san francisco that's got to be worth something egg's got this sweet ass ghostbusters station and uh they do their gear up scene i think fuck i don't remember i don't i don't remember how we get from point f to point h so i do know that after the ritual they end up sliding down this creepy weird little pole to go down into lopan's they're going into the sewers to get to lopan's place and egg says egg says to him yeah you tried the front door how'd that how'd that work Because Egg is fucking awesome. He's just a, he's a sarcastic asshole like like Jack is only. You know. <laughs> he's used to all this weird magic shit. He's so cool. Oh, he is. It, it, it should be noted that the movie actually opens on him. Like yes, that's, yes. That's that's an important point that we missed. I think they had to reshoot that because people were weirded out by all the magic crap happening. So they had to throw that at, at the beginning so people would know what they were getting into. Yeah, that that would make that would make sense. Uh, yeah, because that opening sequence does help to sort of ground you because yeah after the opening sequence you get a very brief introduction to jack and then to san francisco and egg and jack and wang and then boom pure insanity for the next 90 minutes they're down in this weird little boggy it's 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 a sewer but it's also like a bog they call it like the land of rotten trees or some shit i can't remember but i like i, li- I like where he's like what is that that's not water like wang says the black blood of the earth he says you mean oil i mean the, the black, black blood, blood of, of the, the earth. earth yeah <laughs> he's like all right he doesn't know what the fuck's going on he's a he's oh it's, oh right before they go so down creepy and mysterious right before they go down i really like the scene where <laughs> All the all the Chang Sing guys are standing behind Egg, 
and they're like, do these guys fancy any English or some shit? And oh, no. he's well, any, of them, any of them savvy English? Yeah, that's right. And then the other guy's like, what's wrong with this guy, man? this guy? Which is, a, uh, that guy is another guy who shows up in a thousand different fucking movies. And then he's like, what, do you got any weapons or guns or whatever? And he's like, you know, not for Lopan, but he pulls out this giant fucking revolver, this magnum or whatever it is. And he's it's, like, it, it's totally a dirty hairy gun. And he says, not for Lopan, but here, can you use this? make you feel like dirty harry <laughs> i love that i love it so much jack is out of his fucking league here way out but he's willing to do stuff which you know makes him likable and he's game he is why why not he wants his truck and his money and the only way he's gonna get it is if fucking wang gets his girlfriend back and he likes he likes wang and he likes gracie yeah i well, mean he, she's hot, he was so. the first one who noticed gracie was missing Did that is true that? that is true yes i love me some kurt russell man anyways one of the chang sing guys gets eaten by this weird creepy bug thing that comes out of a wall and egg it looks like a grasshopper from hell yeah and egg throws a fucking bomb at it or whatever and he's like he will come out no more and then jack is freaking out he's like what what'll come out no more <laughs> like it like he's lost his shit at this point like he, it, it's a breaking moment for jack burton it's like it's funny before but now he's really in the weird shit so he's really freaking out oh it's some good stuff now one other thing that bugs me as they're walking through we do intercut with them with Lopan and his buddies trying to get ready for the ceremony the wedding ceremony where he's going to marry both women and he's going to sacrifice one and fuck the other one this always bothered me where Gracie and Malian are sitting there and their eyes are closed and they're all they're both like zombies at this point but Gracie opens her fucking eyes and she's awake and I'm like why is she awake I'm so confused I think what happens is like Gracie sort of breaks out of the hypnosis for a moment and then she's about to she's about to do something but then she hears who did she hear uh, like rain it was thunder I think thunder did yeah anyway up. so she hears I hears mean, him coming lightning like, okay. I lied it's lightning I'm a fucking oh, asshole okay. so she's like oh I'll pretend I'll pretend I'm still I'm still in you know uh uh, entranced and then he like snaps his fingers or something and then she goes full zombie yeah and it's oh that's also creepy that there's nothing not unsettling about all the stuff <laughs> they do to those chicks oh my god it's all <laughs> creepy the marriage ceremony with the needle of love ew <laughs> yeah yikes <laughs> and then we can those poor ladies oh my god and then there's this big thing with with egg and jack and everybody about this fucking flask what the hell is in that flask i've wondered that my whole life never get an answer ever ever what answer could possibly satisfy you none exactly so none they don't give you one because john carpenter knows his shit they do drink it eventually they're finally in like lopan's quarters kind of like his actual domain and you see all the soldiers and everybody getting ready for the wedding and shit but they eventually get to a room where they whip it out or egg whips it out and he drinks it and he's jack's like okay so what's this and he's like it's magic whatever blah it's a magic potion yeah <laughs> make you do things that cannot no one can do see things no one else can see and then he's it's like pretty, oh. it's it, it's a it's a pretty delightful mystic explanation that yes. gives you no information but gets you totally on board with them drinking it and then the weird <laughs> the thing about the bag what does he oh, say ba bag of seven demons yeah the six demon bag he's, he's oh, like oh there you go. six, six demon, demon bag, bag. That's what's right. what's in it thunder lightning all that kind of thing what <laughs> does that mean we're along for the ride at this point if you if, okay. if you're gonna get hung up on details <laughs> by now how did you get this far right Come on. but 
that happens when you've seen this movie so damn many times you just gotta wonder about dumb shit like that <laughs> yeah the only person questioning it is is the guy who's coming into it for the 47th time going all right i need to talk about this to people i better pay attention here it is here's us doing that exact thing right now <laughs> so they they all drink the thing and they get into this elevator oh before they're like is it hollow yeah it's hollow fuck it then he slices the thing open which is beautiful wait what you lost me right after they drink the potion they're trying to find a door or some shit or do they do that before no no they don't oh they, don't. they, they oh, drink yeah. the stuff and then he there's like that weird door and they're like is it hollow and he's like yeah it's hollow and then he just says fuck it and then he slices it open <laughs> that's right they yeah, he's bang he's banging on that door that wall thing, but it's actually just a partition and Jack just slices it open. Okay, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking?" About? I, I went off too quick there, sorry. So then they they're in the elevator and they're all kind of smiling at each other. We still don't know what's in the fucking flask and he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I feel kind of invincible." And everybody's just kind of giggling at him like they're smiling at him like you're a fucking idiot. No, ev- no, uh Wang's like, "Yeah, like I've got a really positive attitude about this <laughs> yes. whole thing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're all kind of like smiling at each other and like like they, they give each other the little finger sign you know that that, that they that they all do and then and then there's this kind of moment of, of, of silent feel goodery going around and then and then jack just like is anybody else hot in it is it getting hot in here or is it just me and then we we see that weird floating head that's basically like a security camera oh yeah low pan oh no no it showed up before that it showed Did up it? before they got to the office oh you know you know why i put that because it shows up again and it's still yes. creepy yeah it shows up and then when <laughs> wang stabs it, it 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 does that delightful thing where all of its eyes cross which is impressive because <laughs> it's got like 14 eyes and they all cross it is so gross <laughs> i need like a toy of that yeah that would that would have been pretty cool you know what i think there actually may have been a toy of that that was made uh not an officially licensed product right, or anything right. but but like one of those reaction toys you know there's got to be something on etsy somewhere because i know there was a jack burton i know reaction uh made a jack burton toy and i'm pretty sure they did that too and i i, I think they did a david lopan and then i think they did that guy and i think they did the um the the orange beast can i just have a shirt with him on it that'd be cool with the orange beast no the the eye thing but the the beast oh the eye thing yeah there's a lot going on in this but like if you think about that eye thing it's like where the fuck did that come i mean it makes sense it's like (laughs) you know it it, it's like a thing that Lopan uses to spy on his surroundings and it makes as much sense as everything else but yeah like (laughs) It never gets any further explanation other than that's what it's for. Lopan, what it sees, Lopan sees. Um, and he can talk through it like an intercom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a psychic intercom thing. It's it's, so it's a very strange. I don't know. That's part of what I love about this movie is this was like one of my first introductions to what felt like a deep mythology that went beyond the surface of the story I was getting. Like you could tell other stories within this universe and they'd have their own, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a mythology there. There's other stories to be told. This isn't just going on with these people there. It felt like there's this whole broader universe here and uh, that i think is what makes this so much more fun and engaging than a movie like this should feel it's really it's on the surface it is just a dumb action movie but yeah if you if you pay attention there's some stuff going on i i wonder if something like that has like its roots in chinese mythology somewhere it probably does so the altar for the wedding tell me that does not look like some 80s mall that got turned into a neon nightmare for halloween <laughs> 
No, I disagree completely. I think that looks like what people think 80s malls looked like who don't remember what 80s malls looked like. I can't remember what 80s malls looked like because I was born in 87 and that, you know. No, that is what people nowadays think 80s malls looked like. 80s malls didn't look anything like that. 80s malls looked like 70s malls because they were all built in the 60s and 70s. I mean the 70s, not the 60s, but the 70s. They were all built in the 70s. Dawn of the Dead was a timely movie because malls were like a brand new thing. So they all popped up right around that time and consequently none of them got renovated for that first 10 or 15 years. They didn't start getting renovated until the 90s because they were all still pretty much brand new. Yeah, I can see that. The mall in Great Falls didn't get updated until like the early 2000s so it didn't look like a mall it looked awesome (laughs) is what it looked like it looks like an 80s you know an 80s dreamscape nightmare it's you know with all the neon and stuff like that all that neon work that's what i think when i watch it i think god damn they put a lot of work into that neon right the budget for this movie could not have been that big yeah i I have to imagine it was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to 13 million would be my guess let's wikipedia that shit they always tell me doesn't imdb have uh, budgets oh maybe but oh 19 to 25 million jesus oh wow that is a lot higher than i would have guessed that is crazy high like what the fuck were they smoking to give them that much damn money for this the funny thing is is uh i was i was looking on the um I didn't get too deep into the trivia, the IMDb trivia on this one, but uh, one of the things that I did see was that apparently Kurt Russell had been coming off of a string of duds, box office duds. Yeah, I did hear and that. He, yep. And he said to John Carpenter, like, look, I don't know if you want me in this thing right now. And John was like, hey, Kurt, I just want to make a movie with you. Well, yeah, they already made they made two movies together at the time, right? Yeah, well, no. and they were both fucking awesome movies. I Arguably, uh, two of Carpenter's you know, I, I'd say I'd say two of Carpenter's top three personally, you know, um, The Thing, which in, in my opinion is his best movie and uh, Escape from New York, which I think there's a there's an argument to be made that it's that it's one of his best movies. But I understand if some people don't think it's his best, you know, it, it that it's in the that top three or top five. We see the wedding and uh, Needle Dick of Love or whatever. <laughs> is the thing the needle of love or oh something just just like the needle that. of love <laughs> just looks like it just looks like a really really evil crochet needle or so or knitting needle excuse me and he grabs Malian's hand and like stabs her but then he reaches into his own sleeve and the blood comes out and he's like it's working yeah so mal yin doesn't actually bleed <laughs> she just gets stabbed yeah he's the one who bleeds god it's so fucking weird and then uh wang stabs the thing in the face and it goes oh it makes a weird squeaky noise no the little pan thing, makes the, the fucking squeaky noise he that's right yes yeah. and he and he like he's basically says to his guys go get him but he like he does this squeaky gurgling <laughs> It's always so weird. And then the fight starts. This is this is the final battle, right? But Jack tries to be all badass. He shoots up at the ceiling, knocks himself out, shoots a hole in the stone arch that he's standing yes. below. Yeah. Stones yeah. fall, hit him on the head, <laughs> knock him on his ass. And he's out cold. Yeah. We get a cool sword fight between Wang and I think it's uh, Rain. Rain. Yeah. And that's really awesome. Very they're, cool. Sword they're fight. flying around, running upside down and shit. And just, yeah. Dennis Dunn, I don't think he actually did most of that stuff because I don't think he's a martial artist. But let's pretend Wang Chi it is awesome. good. Yeah. And he finally kills Rain by throwing the fucking sword at him. Not just throwing it, but like Rain's coming at him <laughs> yeah. from the sky and he falls. <laughs> flips over so he's like leaning back looking at him upside down and 
throws the sword into yes. his chest. But right before that, Jack finally wakes up. But, you know, there, there's a bunch of shit going on. The Chang Sings are fighting all the Wing, wing Kong guys. I keep on wanting to call them Wing Chungs. I keep wanting to call them Wing Dings, so <laughs> you're doing better than me, I guess. Or maybe you're not. Maybe I'm the one who's better. I don't know. Oh, we, we suck. But Jack, he, he's finally ready to fight. But there's these dudes that are these really big, huge dudes in this probably super heavy armor. <laughs> Jack falls down. This guy falls on top of him, and he's, like, trying to fight him off. He manages to, like, shove the knife that's in his boot the whole movie, like, through the holster or whatever, and he stabs the dude. He's so heavy, he can't get him off. And he's and like, now he's to- trapped <laughs> under the dead body. So, like, he tried. Off. He tried again. And he's just such a miserable fucking failure the whole time. <laughs> and you just, you just see him give up, and he's like, shit. <laughs> All that stuff, that that stuff just makes me happy. And then, you know, the fight is mostly over, but Jack it's finally... It's a pretty fucking yeah. epic fight. I it mean, is. There's too much to go into in detail. Oh, man. But, but this is where... to yeah. say, if you're watching this movie for action, this, this and that initial fight outside the truck those are the big action yes, pieces and they're great that first one is my favorite because there's less magic-y weird shit going on but this one is a is pretty good so now they're they gotta they gotta chase this old motherfucker because lopan is human now mostly so he's at least at the very least he's flesh so he can yep you know gracie does escape already by the way she's she knocks the priest guy off the fucking balcony or whatever the hell it is and then he and then yeah, then she's trying to yeah. fight Lopan, and he just flings her <laughs> off of the whole stage. And then Jack goes to her side, and then they make out. Oh, that's right. The, and and Wing or Wang 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 goes after Lopan through the door that Lightning just destroyed. Yes. But Jack and Gracie go through the elevator back into Lopan's office, and yes. uh, they're the ones who actually find Lopan, whereas uh, Wang finds Thunder. Yeah. So like Wang swings in Jack and Gracie kiss in the elevator and he's covered in lipstick now because she's all made up for the wedding. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like this. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's on his teeth and everything. It's kind of a cool hero moment for like a second. Cause Jack is talking to Lopan and he's like, he's talking to Lopan and thunder. And he's like, ah, (laughs) and goes kill him thunder for me, please. Blah. Then he's like, you know what? Jack Burton always says at a time like this. And thunder's like, who (laughs) it pisses, it pisses him off so much. He's like, Jack Burton, me wang shows up he says yeah well, what old jack burton always says at a time like oh, yeah. this what the hell what the hell oh yeah then that that's the other point i was gonna make there's a cool like it's almost an epic hero shot until you realize like one of them's a jackass and the other one's just gonna get chased by another idiot the whole time <laughs> <laughs> Cause it looks real cool. Cause Wang flies in there. He like ninjas his way in there and it's all awesome. And he, and he gives him the nice like eyebrows and he's like, I'm ready. But no, <laughs> he just, and he literally ends up just like Scooby-Doo getting chased back and forth by thunder a bunch. <laughs> yeah. There is the literal <laughs> Scooby-Doo shot through the door of Wang thunder, Wang thunder, Wang thunder. <laughs> thunder gets super pissed cause he can't catch him and he breaks the statue on the table. <laughs> I I love it. It's real subtle. Oh, that God, is subtle yeah. comedy, but that, that that's some good stuff. But now this, this there is some really <laughs> great visual gags in this movie. Carpenter knows his shit, yes. man. So so here's here's another good one. We this is this is where Jack's reflexes come into play again. He's in it to win it. When Wang and Thunder go off and do their own thing, Jack grabs his knife, throws it because he's gonna he's gonna hit Lopan with it. But no, he doesn't. He hits a fucking Buddha statue and like no it, no he hits a gong. Oh oh that's right. There's just a bunch of Buddha statues. <laughs> 
tissues all over the fucking place. So excuse me for fucking that up. And then you just immediately, he's just like, oh shit. But then Lopan, <laughs> Lopan picks it up and he's like, it's a, it's a good knife. And he throws it back at him and Jack catches it by the handle and throws it right in his fucking head. And it's awesome. Dead. It's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes. It is so beautiful. And that's, that's the beauty of Jack Burton because he didn't have time to think. He only had time yep. to react. And when he only has time to react, he nails it. And then we're Scooby-Dooing right now. And this is where the Scooby-Doo stuff happens. But then Thunder like sees Lopan dead and then he gets super pissed and then he starts puffing up kind of like he did when Jack was on his back but they're like oh shit I don't think he's gonna stop <laughs> yeah Wang's got it. Wang gives that great reaction shot <laughs> I don't think he's gonna stop then they beat feet for higher ground and uh sure enough he doesn't stop he no. blows the fuck up in one of the takes goofiest most awesome effects ever <laughs> i that final shot of him blowing the steam out of his nose and everything what a great shot oh man then this movie is one of those movies that never fucking ends like it doesn't it doesn't it's not overly long it doesn't seem long but like just when you think it's done it's like oh more oh shit we're done now nope more nope we're done oh nope more it just yeah because now at the far end of the hallway that they found safety in who shows up fucking lightning, lightning. and he He's is gotta. doing a fucking Mortal Kombat dance that as he walks out of the little room he's in, the ceiling collapses on fire. Isn't that fucking him. cool? That is such a cool Glorious. shot, though. But, you know, Egg shows up and he drops a Buddha on Lightning's head as everybody's yes, he like, does. everybody's climbing yes. through this big hole in the ground. And saves everybody's ass. I love that, I love that scene because <laughs> they're climbing up through this hole and they look up and in, on the level yes. above them there's egg he says how'd you get up there wasn't easy it's like no how i don't care how hard it was what the fuck yeah i again that's another one of those things that i'm just like all right as a kid i'm like how the fuck did he get up there and I, it's like okay but now yeah it's it's, it's more fun to just kind of talk about it and theorize about it than to actually know sometimes <laughs> There's a whole there's a whole chapter of a gra- of a graphic novel somewhere just dedicated to how <laughs> Wang got up there. I hope it comes up in the comic as I read through it. Like there's got to be some like jokes mm. about some of that stuff. <laughs> Uh, but the movie is almost over. He does find the truck. They get Mao Yin back. Yes, they made it out with they yes. made it out with Mao Yin and with Gracie. And all f- what two, four, five? All five of them are squished in this fucking in this truck together. By the way, what happened to all the Ching Sings? Did they all die, or are they all just kind of left in there fighting the rest? I, I of think. The- wing kong i think once the fight was over it was sort of an every man for himself situation okay that's the impression i got anyway yeah i never I thought know. about that until last night what the hell happened to egg did he did he make it out in the truck with yeah him? yeah eggs in the truck with him what about eddie 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 they made eddie stay at the restaurant with margo oh that's right eddie stays at the restaurant okay because i keep i i kept thinking eddie was taking eggs place but no egg, oh, it no. was it was egg yeah and wang and mate Mao Yin. Mao Yin. And they're making and out and it's real Gracie gross. Gracie and Jack. And Gracie's like, oh, it's so sweet. Blah. Oh, and she's like, hey, red light, stop. And I love this part because they're already, they've known each other for like two days and they're already like this annoyed married couple. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> the light's green. You can go. <laughs> and then we get back to the restaurant and Wang hands fucking uh, Jack a check and he's like, nothing or triple. And he's like, nothing or double. He's like, nothing or triple. You earned it. So, and apparently and Jack goes, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then he's he's ready to go and gracie's like hey jack you know fucking see you see you later or whatever oh no no, wait, she's, no she's like she's, maybe you can reconsider and you can settle down and sell your truck and blah 
or maybe you can get a get a truck big enough with with a, with an apartment big enough just for two maybe and then he's like eh, eventually i end up rubbing yeah. everybody the wrong way but uh let me think about it yeah and then like a boss he just walks away and they're like aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye and that's where he just says nope <laughs> and, and then, then he walks and then she's like see you around burton he's like well you never can tell yeah just just one great light after another and then oh, there's God. the you know we really shook the pillars of heaven didn't we yeah uh, no shit that's jack, a, or no bullshit jack yeah that's a great scene between the two of them we really shook the pillars of heaven didn't we no no horseshit jack no horseshit yeah and then we get a big another big monologue when the when the rain blah thunder lightning well, and all that shit <laughs> l- lest we forget there was there was the the farewell to egg oh yes, egg yes. is walking out and he asks him what he's gonna do and he says well you know now that lopan is dead i promised myself a long vacation it's time to collect and he, and he says uh you're gonna go back to china he says well jack china's always in my heart you know <laughs> Where, wherever i go she's with me so you get the idea he doesn't want to go back to china he, he's got <laughs> other things he'd rather be doing like fuck that china is here that's what he's gonna go yeah. cr- egg's gonna go crush some pussy that's what's gonna happen yeah uh he's gonna steal mal yin from fucking wang i'll tell you what man if anybody could it's fucking egg <laughs> he could just conjure up a girl <laughs> That takes masturbation to new <laughs> levels. <laughs> but and then and then Jack fucking rides off. I was gonna say sunset, but it's not sunset. It's moonlight. I guess it's dusk. Dusk, yeah. And he's talking about rain and thunder and lightning. You just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. <laughs> and that's when the <laughs> the orange beast claw comes out from the bed it's not the bed of his truck but it's, it's like, like the, the he's yeah it's on the back yeah it is the bed kind of he's like it's not of, well it's not the bed it's like I the mean, mechanism that, yeah, the, whatever. that the, the trailer hooks into but anyway i'm not up a comes the, up comes the claw and there's the monster and the end and then we get that glorious song big trouble in little china which is sung by john carpenter himself oh is it yeah yeah i know car i know carpenter does a lot of music stuff i didn't know he actually did the uh vocals on that, he though. did he did i listened to the commentary <laughs> years ago and he was talking about that even though nice. on the commentary they barely talk about the movie because it's just john carpenter and kurt russell shooting the shit <laughs> that's a podcast i'd listen to yeah it's fun like you can tell these two like each other a lot someone said that uh director commentaries were sort of the original podcast yeah kind of although i i would say uh i actually think siskel and ebert were the original podcast and then you get now you get two assholes who don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> trying to get people to give them money to bullshit yeah. their way two hours of a show about a movie that people think is too weird to watch half the time <laughs> 
My kids won't go near it. Very. And I'm going to tell you what made me mad. And I knew about this before, but I got reminded. And I'm not really mad because I don't really give a shit if they do it. They're not going to. I think it fell through. But they, Oh, God. They weren't going to remake it, are they? Oh, yeah. No, they were trying to remake it. They were trying to remake this and Escape from New York. Now, they already remade Escape from New York twice. With, with Escape from... Oh, well, that's true. But no, they were literally going to make Escape from New York. I don't remember who was going to be Snake Plissken, but can you guess who they were gonna get to cast uh, to, to be jack burton oh let's see uh for modern jack burton well i know who i'd cast but i i don't think anybody else would would go that route <laughs> who's yours um, who's yours <laughs> i think i would go sam rockwell Oh, holy shit. Yeah. I I kind I think of, Sam yeah. Rockwell could be a great Jack Burton. Although, um, you know, you know who else speak Sam Rockwell adjacent, Clooney could be a good Jack Burton too. <laughs> Maybe not now. I think he's a little too old for the part, but yeah, yeah, may, yeah probably. You'd have to you'd have to go it, truth is Sam Rockwell's probably a little bit too old yeah. for the part too, but yeah, I don't know. Let me think. Who 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 would the powers that be want to cast as Jack Burton? What what year is it? What what year were they talking about remaking it? Uh 2016, I think. Okay, so recent enough. Hemsworth. Oh, dude, that would actually be good. The Rock, of course. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, The Rock can pretty much do anything. It's like, yeah. it's not like it'd be a bad movie. It wouldn't, it like wouldn't, that. but I'm like, he's way too buff. He's way, but at the same time, that could play into it like it's all for show. <laughs> I mean, he he knows how to he knows how to do comedy. The guy's got great comedic timing, so I don't doubt that he could pull it off. Like, there's no question. But he's definitely way buffer than I would have cast Jack Burton yeah. as. But uh, I yeah, I mean, he could definitely do it. Uh, do you do we need any final thoughts? This movie's great. Just fucking final thoughts. Watch it. This movie fucking rocks and rolls. If you haven't seen this movie at this point, I, honestly, I, I feel genuinely sorry for you because this is just so much fucking fun. I, like I said, I watched it twice just for this podcast. Like it's it's 100% worth watching twice just to talk yes. about with people. Easily in the top 10, in my top 10. I don't know if I'd go top 10. I mean, I that's... Would. <laughs> That's a steep order, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely high on my list. You know, I mean, I mean, it goes all the way back to my childhood. It's 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 one of those movies that I have clear, distinct memories of watching as a child. You know, like it affecting me. There's the video game for the NES, and I think the Commodore. There was a video game. It's not a good game. Um, you know what you do? You get on YouTube and you watch the review of it. Don't play it. Is it? Oh, is it one of the LJN games? No, I don't remember who made it it i never heard of it until i saw the video i'll send you a link to it because i like the video because he kind of recreates scenes from the movie and stuff in it and it's pretty funny to watch him do that okay is that an angry video game nerd one it's not it's this dude named spoonie haven't heard of him yeah he's he's lesser known but he's popular in his own little in his own little All world right. of stuff okay yeah send me a link i'll watch it yeah and it's pretty funny he, he recreates that first scene where he's eating a sandwich and shit <laughs> it's real funny <laughs> that giant fucking yes. hoagie and 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 he recreates the first scene except with his character dr insano and it's it's okay. it's real dumb it's real dumb it's it's cheesy to the max you'd probably enjoy it a little bit all right but yeah so don't play the video game everybody but definitely watch the movie shout factory still has the steelbook and i recommend it you can even get the soundtrack like it's it's special stuff 
And if you're not a soundtrack person, I mean, like I said, I picked up the Shout Factory regular edition for 15 bucks yesterday, and that was at the store. So, like, if you're an online shopper, you can probably find it even cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It's $5 for that regular Blu-ray, so there you go. I, There's no excuse I mean, not to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, for $5, you're robbing yourself not getting a hold of this. So, that was Big Trouble in Little China. That was fun. I like that movie. I'm going to go, I'm going to make my kids actually sit through the whole thing this time. Next time I love I'll watch that it. movie. I don't understand my fucking <laughs> children sometimes i love them but sometimes i just want to grab them and be like what the fuck did i do wrong but that love dwindles a little bit sometimes <laughs> when they do annoying things but yeah if you anyways. want to support the show go to audibletrial.com forward slash sharks across hollywood and pick up a free audiobook of your choosing that is yours to keep even if you decide not to continue your membership pick up something fun like what i'm reading right now providence by max barry it's a story about a group of people who go out on a, a hyper intelligent artificial intelligence run ship to destroy this species of aliens that is trying to destroy the earth much like Jack Burton and Wang went off to try and destroy the obstacles in their way between rescuing them or between them rescuing Wang's girlfriend in Big Trouble in Little China, the movie we just talked about. That was a totally organic segue and linking of ideas. Boom. AudibleTrial.com forward slash Sharks Across Hollywood. Support the show. If you want to follow us, you can see any kind of weird shit that we may or may not post. You know, depends on how I'm feeling Most that, likely that not. week. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on everything at the shark pod and if you really really want to give us money and you probably do because uh we're gonna be super famous pretty soon uh patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood we're eventually gonna have commentaries and letter kenny episode breakdowns and the shit list will be posted and i'll figure all that shit out and you'll be able to actually do things with it it'll be great it'll be fun we'll we'll, we'll get there don't, don't fuck around man <laughs> gotta take this shit seriously again we're gonna be super famous It'll only take us another year or two. Probably. So I, th- I think we're going to call it. So until next time, just remember what old Jack Burton says at a time like this. Stay awesome. shit okay never mind let me restart all right that's an edit right there cut and take two go so jack and wang are (laughs) jack and wang because we're both adults here oh oh, 10 years old (laughs) oh john carpenter you magnificent son of a bitch